All right. Today, your Explorers of the Unknown takes another dive into a form of online storytelling that comes with the onset of the internet itself. Key characteristics lying in horror stories, user-generated tales, a variety of themes, suspense, viral sharing online, and an unknown authorship. Today, the Something Perplexing podcast has another plate of creepy pasta. I miss her. I'm Patty. <laughs> yes, you are Patty. I forgot my name. And I'm Creepy Khaled. What's up, people? Patty's <laughs> doing that good, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Have you been creepy today? I not have been creepy not... today. I'll be creepy tomorrow. Wait for it. I'll tell you this. In yeah. terms of the development of this, this particular episode is gonna come in after we take a short break. Um, but no, a short break between the last episode. We're probably gonna have a couple weeks off, you know. Oh, okay. But in terms of this, one, maybe one. One, one, two. One is the loneliest number. But it was so interesting to see the, the degree of stories that they had that relate to, to this trend of creepypasta. But on the other side of it, I feel like so much of these stories is so dumb. So, so weird. So random. You want me to kick off my story for you and throw off what I think about it? Because yes. Miss Patricia Baroa, who is a author and a stream academic has something so special for us to close off the podcast for the last half of the podcast we'll go with her last but in terms of like my story i was like oh my gosh creepypasta again let's double check into this and see and it have so it have like some good stories that i feel might take up a entire pod you know what I mean? Uh, a whole episode. But the one I had checked, it was so creepy and it was so disturbing. It was the one called Squidward's <gasps> Suicide, right? Oh, okay. And Squidward's Suicide was basically this story. And this is it, guys. I'll have the link for you guys to check out where you could read this. But the way this was written was what catch me more than anything else. It was written by someone who claimed to be an editor in the actual writing room of SpongeBob SquarePants. And his job was to review final drafts of episodes before it was like put on air and his scenario basically spelled out that after they had released the spongebob movie on the onset of the new season of spongebob squarepants they had received the new episode to kick off the new season and it was a common trend in that particular writing room in that editor's room and I say writer's room because I guess with cartoons, that's the same type of format, right? It was like a like an editor's room, right? 
and they was looking at the first draft of it. And so it kick off with this draft of this particular cartoon and immediately kick into title Squidward's Suicide. Now, he wasn't, and everybody else in the room wasn't too alarmed by that particular uh, title because apparently they would have like raucous type of titles for most of these SpongeBob episodes. And it would be a draft. So they wouldn't really dig a, a, a big happening with or issues with the title, right? You know, it'd be like when uh, SpongeBob meet Patrick and they call it Patrick's marriage or some kind of weird shit like that. It didn't make a difference. So he didn't take anything to that. So he started off and it was the usual team, initial music, initial score, initial idea of, um, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick coming over to Squidward's place. If you guys ever see SpongeBob, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, it is a delight. <laughs> it is an awesome ass cartoon, dude. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob, buddy. SquarePants. Uh, SquarePants. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Continue, my friend. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. It was that kind of situation where the um, usual introduction, SpongeBob had like issues and was like, hey, Squidward, da da da. And the description of this particular video, and the video will be there. I want Killer and Patty to give the impression of the video because I didn't, I didn't spell out, I, I didn't watch it because I'm, I'm a vagina. And- you you don't see anything all you see is squidward's face and you hear him laughing but you don't see the the vid i the video i saw i don't know if there's another video the video i saw you don't see the visuals of the kids right no no you don't see that i paused and i didn't see anything yeah me too i was like am i missing something so i like did like i did the hover thing really slow yeah is my phone fancy enough nope yeah well, Stop wait, it. wait, wait. I got to ask you if you see the suicide. So basically, um, in the former storytelling, this guy described this video. And we're talking about maybe 10, 15 minutes, right? But imagine this rumor writers watching this particular thing and they analyzing every particular step. And it wouldn't even be 15 minutes, right? Because it was the first segment of the cartoon. So SpongeBob broke up into like... Um, Two segments, two different things with commercials. You're thinking each segment is about like, you know, eight to 10 minutes, right? So each cartoon, only thing is about nine minutes around there because they cater for commercials and they have two segments per show. This one was called Squidward's That Nine Minutes. Boom, on the screen. SpongeBob and Patrick come to Squidward's place, right? Hey, Squidward, let's let's hang out and chill out. And this is the story, right? The guy is saying it, and please read the story because it's so beautifully written. That's the thing with this creepy pasta, man. The way it was written, <laughs> so it was like 
she say X, Y, and Z, they start watching it, they realize that Squidward was being weird, Squidward wasn't responding. It was kind of Squidward, right? Because he is kind of <laughs> weird and he hates uh thing, but you know, it's awesome, dude. The way they do it in the in the kids' cartoon. But this one, the 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 writer insinuate this extra degree of grim, you know, and and dread that come along with Squidward energy. And then when everybody leave, uh, SpongeBob and Patrick, and they leave the room, Squidward looked directly into the screen and had this blank evil stare in his face, dripping tears of blood, and just stare into the screen for two minutes. Now, if you guys watch, like, hardcore-ass horror movies and, uh, like visual media that could take you to that place that's that's a technique that will wrench you you know this idea uh uh pauses and stillness and non-activity for extended periods of time will frustrate you and piss you off and like make you be like dude do something, you know? So he's looking at the screen and then he start to cry and his tears of blood. And then he start playing the clarinet and the clarinet playing is off key. And you hear in his off key. And yeah, and the off key playing of the clarinet is going to like two minutes straight. So imagine a nine-minute segment and you hear this off-key clarinet playing. And then in the middle of the off-key clarinet playing, you see a pause in the film and all of a sudden you see in a dead child's body. And I, it, it it was horrific from what they described. And I'm not going to go into the details and stuff like that to the age and thing, but we're talking like under eight years old you know, and the body's ripped apart and blood sprung all about and a flash, right? But these writers in the room whose job is to edit shit and to distinguish a beat that could be, they 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 know how to like stop and check this shit and they seen it and they seen this scene that was just cut in this particular way and they see the kid cut in half, and they see the 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 blood, and they see this first child, and they continue watching. And it's again this dong play of Squidward, and the way you read the story is literally the last moments of somebody who killed themselves. Like if you if you interact with somebody who is severely depressed or read stories of uh, uh, people that actual that is the situation. It was up. It was down. Squidward had a passion for for playing the clarinet. He tried to play the clarinet one more time to just shout, you know, and he couldn't get that art. But then in between that, you see him crying. You see the blood tears. And then you get these weird clips of these dead kids. 
like legit flips two to three seconds long horrific pictures of dead children and the editors slow it down and they see in it and the creepy creepypasta story in Squidward's suicide is the fact that the entire season, the new season, was delayed because all those editors was like, oh, my God, it's murder. It's murder, guys. We need to investigate this shit. And the entire production of SpongeBob SquarePants had come to a halt. Because they was investigating this shit. It ended the cartoon after, I believe it was um, the the story itself, the creepypasta itself was four kids in those small, you know, one second versions, uh, uh, flashes of kids dying. Now the last one, it was Squidward taking a gun, shooting himself, blowing his brains out. And that was the Squidward thing. And it was like, they had to investigate it. They didn't see, they didn't, they couldn't prove anything. And the season went on. And that's it. That's, that's messed up, man. It's messed up. I think there's also like, I mean, it's a big horror movie thing, but there's like a fascination with finding found footage and people trying to be like, where did this come from? I need to know. I need to unearth it. It's like the mystery of like, we need to get to the bottom of it. I mean, VHS, those movies made a whole, there's a whole franchise based just on that idea. So I think that adds to it too, that people just are like, we need to get to the root of where these videos came from and find out what was going on here. Right. Now, my question is, is there an actual video? Because the clip they put, was just a Squidward being just Squidward. Yeah. I, I looked, while Issa was talking, I looked to see if there were other ones, and that's the only one I can find. Because the clips of the kids are not like seconds. They're like, they're, there's, what do you call it, frames? And the mm-hmm. frames go by pretty quick. So they have like three or four or five frames of those kids. And like in one video, there's like, they're pulling out the guts of the kids and the kids looking at it. And like, is it real? The, the description of what you're saying is that that was disturbing as hell that you sent us just reading it was disturbing reading it was creepy enough for me because you know? i love spongebob uh-huh. spongebob spongebob's great so i'm imagining everything that i see in there as like holy crap i feel sorry for squidward now Need yeah love but i'll tell you this I think is bullshit, dude. I think it's so brilliant. Well, I mean, of course it's in terms of the, <laughs> I think it's like super bullshit. So the end of the story and part of the actual um, creepypasta post was that there was no evidence to be found actual no. things. So, so it bring up like two different things. The first thing is, you know, like what Patty had touched on there about this infatuation of people trying to find this uh, found footage. And Khalid, I don't think I had mentioned that when I was describing the footage, but that's exactly how the dude um, had written it out. It was like found footage stuff, you know? Mm. But since Blair Witch Project, you know, that found footage thing, 
it it was established as something that could be complete bullshit, which is weird. But the kind of the second thing is that it was just around the time that the um the SpongeBob movie had come out, and that's why the writers needed to take a halt. And exactly what Pat, Patty say. You'll never see anything about the delay in production being due to this tape. No. It was it was our only time of the movie, dude. Like that's when the staff had to take time off. But the awesome thing about the writer who threw that shit out there is he put that in in the frame of things, you know, that hey, we I was a writer there and everyone was burnt out because we just finished working on a movie. It's like, dude, I'm just saying, a cartoon writer on a movie, and maybe I could be wrong, but your contribution to the movie and way before the actual work on the movie began. And especially if you're like one of 25 writers who working on something, I could be wrong. I don't know how those things work. But yeah, dude, I, I think it's bullshit. That was that would uh, so what you was asking me earlier. If I think it, I think the whole thing is bullshit, dude. Mine is similar to yours. I mean, I have a different thing I'm going to do at the end, but I actually looked up a story and it's actually about Bart Simpson. Did you guys see that one? No. No. So the one that I did research on, it's so similar. It's called Dead Bart. And it's allegedly a lost episode from the first season. And the person that wrote it, the perspective that they're writing it from is they're not a writer on the show. Uh, they attended, I guess, like a symposium or a Comic-Con or a presentation where I think it was one of the Simpsons producers were speaking and somebody asked about it. And that's how this writer found out about it. So the theory is that during the first season of the Simpsons, Matt Groening, the creator of the Simpsons, went like through a goth phase that is not what it says i'm just that's what i'm saying he like got all dark and morbid and he created this episode called dead bart and the story of dead bart is that the simpsons the family they're going on a trip and bart simpson wacky old bart simpson they're on this plane and he somehow breaks a window probably with a skateboard i'm drawing a blank on how in the plane and it sucks him out and he dies and so the family begins to grieve. He's dead. Bart Simpson is dead. Okay. He's dead. Dead Bart. And the family begins to grieve. And the episode goes forward a year in time. And they show they show Homer, Marge, and Lisa. But they do not. You don't see Maggie. And they just look like they've been going through it like they're not well and the three of them the dog is not there either what was the dog's name santa claus what was santa's, the dog's name? santa's little helper, santa's helper. yes santa I, I like yes the dog's not there little the dog's not there but the three of them they decide they have a cat as well the cat is not there either snowball snowball's not there either but the three of them decide to go visit Bart's grave and when they go and they go to the grave to visit Bart and what the creepy part of the episode is is that the tombstones mind you this is during 
season one, all the tombstones have the names of the series guest stars with the date that they die. So like if I were to watch it today, I would go back and people that have guest starred on the show, like let's say I'm going to make up names because I don't want to wish death on anybody. But let's say that Tony Thomas had appeared in the show during the third season. So if I watched the show today, if I watched the episode, the last episode today, it would have that Tony Thomas died three years ago. But then let's say that today, Alfred Bangkok dies and I watch the episode again tomorrow, it's going to show Alfred Bangkok's death date as today but it wouldn't have done that yesterday we have such a huge following in china and hong kong so i can say it you don't like the name alfred bangkok yeah if that dude that you're listening to right now random totally random i didn't want to say real names but that's the scary part of it that it will update itself on deaths right like this the actual cartoon will update itself on death wait you said alfred bangkok dude it's a made-up person i just i just got it just registered (laughs) in my head i was like why is he talking about china bangkok i got you now thank you oh my god so that's that's the dead bar i saw multiple episodes i saw multiple cartoons i saw one where it's just cartoon like a cart animated cartoon of this and then i saw one where it's like people wearing that one was creepier it's like people wearing like simpsons character costumes that one's creepier but apparently you cannot ask Matt Groening about this. He gets very tense. He does not like it. They get angry. They don't like when you ask about it. And it's one of the Simpsons lost episodes. Oh, okay. God damn. It, God is damn. Uh, episode? Um, no, this is mm. bullshit. I'm going to yeah. read you this part. They decided to visit Bart's grave. Springfield was completely deserted. And as they walked to the cemetery, the house became more and more decrepit. They all looked abandoned. When they got to the grave, Bart's body was just lying in front of the tombstone, looking just like it did at the end of Act 1. The family started crying again. Eventually, they stopped and just stared at Bart's body. The camera zoomed in on Homer's face. According to summaries... Homer tells a joke at this part, but it isn't audible in the version I saw. You can't tell what Homer is saying. The view zoomed out as the episode came to a close. The tombstones in the background had the names of every Simpsons guest star on them, some that no one had heard of in 1989, some that hadn't even been on the show yet. All of them had death dates on them. For guests who died since, like Michael Jackson and George Harrison, the dates were when they would die. The credits were completely silent and seemed handwritten. The final image was the Simpsons family on their couch, like in the intros, but all drawn in hyper-realistic, lifeless style of Bart's corpse. A thought occurred to me after seeing the episode for the first time. You could try to use the tombstone to predict the death of living Simpsons guest stars, but there's something odd about most of the ones who haven't died yet. All of their deaths are listed as the same date. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the date? It doesn't say. I looked. Uh, but they're all the same day? 
So if they haven't died yet, so the idea is that whenever you watch this, it'll update with anybody that's died since. But anybody that hasn't died since will have the same date. Interesting. If gotcha. that makes sense. Asteroid kills everybody same time. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. No, and you know what's like the awesome thing about and you have like an idea when this happened, this story come out? This story came out in 2010. So I, I think, and I'm not sure, but Pretty for sure. a while now, it have like a situation where people talking about how Simpsons predict the future. True. Yeah. You know, that's like a big one, right? How Simpsons yeah. predict the future. So you can imagine. So this story playing into that and then plus implying that the Simpsons predicting the complete end of time. Oh, dude, if this is bullshit, whoever writes that shit is awesome. So it is. And I have to say, for a lot of these creepypastas, people are like, this is so stupid. Like the comments, if you guys ever actually read the comments in the creepypasta fandom site. Mm -hmm. But people actually seem to really like this one. Like this person wrote, I love this part. All of their deaths are listed as the same date. That is what makes a good horror story, a.k.a. creepypasta, the two sentences. Some guy's like, I remember watching this on TV in 2018. And someone's like, sure you did. This person's like, I remember this being one of the scariest to me when I first got into creepypasta. So people were like legit creeped out by this. And I think it's just because it's such a known, like it's part major part of pop culture so it's yeah. like we know them you know yeah dude i was thinking of something just now because Issa did a cartoon patty did a cartoon right mm-hmm. what did cartoons no. those cartoonists can do some crazy shit they're like mm-hmm. the artists they can make those characters do whatever they want i'm pretty sure like there was a cartoonist that created all of this and just maybe it out there just okay. Let me let me create this. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. I thought you was just gonna say like my shit is a cartoon. I know me too. Like, whoa. I know me too. That's what I thought too. What do you mean? I was gonna say what? That your Remember. creepypasta was also based on oh. a cartoon. Well, my creepypasta is kind of based on a cartoon, but not really a cartoon because it's kind of related to what <laughs> he was talking about about uh, a Bart Simpson. <laughs> What's Bart? Oh, let's it's not a cartoon or not cartoon. It's going to be a tie-in, right? Tie-in. So basically, what does Bart Simpson say the most to people that he, you know, that step on his or he has issues with? He says, you know, <laughs> don't have a cow, cow man. Oh. Don't, have a, don't have a cow, man. Or is that what he says? Cowabunga is close to. Cowabunga, cool, but don't have a cow, man. Basically, my story is about a cow. What do yeah. you think? Isn't that great? So we're so uh, but, connected, but I'm not going to stay in America like, you know, Bart Simpson, which I assume since are in America, Springfield. Uh, it's a, you know, Sponge under the Bob sea is under the sea. We don't know what sea it is, but let's mm-hmm. take America, go under the sea and mm-hmm. emerge in Japan is where I'm taking us to. Uh, do we um, have to go to Japan? Or do we we are going to Japan. Sushi baby, love me some sushi. Uh, we're going to Japan. Japan. 
because the the character I'm talking about here is called Gozu, basically called Cowhead. So you, you see where the tie-in is there? You okay. Know, the I love that. Gozu. Yeah. yeah. So Gozu is Cowhead, also called Oxhead. And it's a Japanese urban legend about a fictional uh, story of a cowhead. So, you know, what do you think this is going to be about the cowhead? Right. So no supposedly, idea. I don't even you know, know how they're gonna center a story around a cowhead. This is blowing this right my mind because like my so next awesome. story. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. This is it's blowing fine. my mind because my next story. There's an animal head. So we're oh, okay. so we're so connected. We're on a weird psychic plane. Yes. Oh my gosh. What was that episode we did on? Telekinesis. Oh, can you see it? The word telepathic <laughs> right now. But sorry. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm not making shit flow in my end over here. But but basically, the story of Cowhead Gozu, which is very, you know, it's a very cryptic name, Gozu, but it's Japanese for Cowhead. Supposedly, the Cowhead story is so terrifying that people who hear it are overcome with fear. And 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 tremble violently uh for days until they die. So I'm like, damn, do I do I want to investigate? Do I want to go any further? Uh, I don't know. So basically the, the full story was broken up into like fragments. And if they were read individually, they're not lethal, but if you read it as a whole, they can bring pain and suffering upon those who listen to listen to it. Listen to it or the the words. So uh, I was like, okay, I'm done. That's it. That's my story, guys. Peace. I'm not going to read that shit. <laughs> That's the end of the... You no, have to. Something you have to read <laughs> Bro, it took me two days to like, okay, let me go back to that Did one. Did you read it? Oh, I read some of it. Are you oh, gonna read God. it out loud to us? Or is it I'll, I'll read some of the stories. Now, the, uh, the, the I... mythology behind it or the urban legend... Or the creepypasta niche, creepypasta around it, basically, is that the story was broken up into so many pieces and scattered throughout Japan that nobody uh. had the full story. So anybody who has read it has died, basically. Oh, this if is you awesome. get the pieces and you put it together, you can have issues. So the first piece I read was about wait, wait, wait. what? So, so, oh my gosh, so much. This is a, a legit I love this. Japanese creepypasta. Japanese right? creepypasta, yes. The whole different culture this blown up on the Japanese internet. And the second thing, the, the, the legends on it is that if you read one individual part, you're cool. But if you read all together, you're going to get... You're not shocked. cool. You're not Die. cool. There's problems. Yes, but if you read parts, you're still in trouble, or you could still read parts and you're cool. You can read parts and you're cool, but if you read the whole thing, you're gone. So basically, okay. it was all composed into one novel, one uh, one paper, and it was destroyed and or separated, and people have parts pieces of it. So mm. the first piece I read was about a kids on a school bus, but the original part that I read was about a guy. And his wife and his kid. So we'll start off with 
the school bus. Let's go there. So whatever. So basically, this school teacher was taking a bus ride with his kids in Japan, and they had these Japanese names, which I'm not going to try to. How do what do you say? Enunciate. Enunciate. That, that's the word. I'm not going to do don't. it. <laughs> Didn't even write it down. <laughs> but. <laughs> He was taking a bus ride with his students and, and he noticed a kid in the back getting picked on by other students. So he said he's he can't he remembered how his childhood was. But I'm like, be a teacher, man, and interrupt those kids. But he's he didn't do it. So as he's driving on the bus for this field trip, he sees a dead cow on the side of the road, remembers the story, and he says he gets the kids' attention by saying, I'm gonna tell you guys a story. It's a scary story, but you cannot repeat it to anyone. So he begins to tell the story. So the kid sitting in the back who was this, who was being picked on got a grin on his face when he heard the story about the cow head. And the kids in the bus were, like, st- were telling the teacher, stop telling the story. Stop. Don't tell us anymore. We don't want to hear anymore. But the kid who was being picked on, you know, had a smile on his face. The teacher Jeff the told killer? the story. Uh, Jeff the killer, maybe. But the kid on the bus was like, you know, that's not the full story. Wait, wait, sorry. The kids were kind of like impressed sorry. by the story about the cow head guy, whatever the cow head story was, which it didn't really go into detail about the cow head. But the kid was like, that's not the true story. I have the true story here. And he pulls out a piece of paper and the, on the paper was this cow head story that he read to everybody. And that caused everybody to go like limp they mm. went into the eyes were rolled back they were foaming from the mouth the bus crashes because nobody could hear the story but the kid survives the teacher dies the the kids are all like in comas except the kid who told the story the kid was being picked on so when the officer pulled up to ask him what happened he told the officer the story so guess what happens to the officer he dies he goes Damn limp. right. He goes, something happens to him. So it, it's not good. But there's another story. So the story happens <laughs> be back in like the 1700s where <laughs> there is a man, a woman, and a child who are survivors of a flood. Issa, hmm. got a question. Wait, what's the Kawan story? Th- th- that was a story the teacher told, but they never told us the details of the oh, story. Oh, so the, the actual cowhead story. Well, I'm going to Google uh, it. I'm going to Google no, it because no, no, I feel no, like no, the I, list I is no, like... I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I'm to it right now. Go. I'm getting to it. My bad. That was what you'll pull up. You'll pull up the story of the teacher on the school bus telling the story of the cowhead. So terrifying that the kids hurt themselves and this one kid tells the story. But there's so many stories, I can't find all of them. But there's one that I found. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. the one is of a man, a woman, and a child who survived a great flood in China. So they're hiking to another village to go and get food or shelter because they're flooded out. So on the way, it gets really cold. So the guy is like, listen, he sees a dead cow. And he cuts the cow open. Kind of like you've seen Return of the Jedi. When Luke Skywalker cuts the, the the creature open and he puts the body in. So he cuts the cow oh. open. He puts his family in there. So you guys stay in there. Wait for me to come back. So his wife and his child go into the cow and they stay. So he yeah. hikes his way. I don't know how many days it is. He hikes into a village. 
He's so depleted, drained, has a fever. They nurse him back to health and he wakes up. Did you say the family was inside the cow for days? Family went into the cows for what days. What about though. like maggots? I don't know. The, well, the cow may have drowned, so it may be new. So when they say they put the they put him in, they put the family in the cow. I don't know if there was like if he skinned the cow and made a tent out of it or what, but I feel like they're in the cow. Okay, so, well, so that's the story. Carry on. <laughs> so as he's in the village, he's so deranged and so has such a bad fever, he wants to go back and get his wife and kids. So he takes an axe for some odd reason. To go get his wife and kids. And as he's walking over back in the village, are trying, are trying to hold him back. So he don't go. Stay here. He goes back. He finds his wife and kids in the cow. But he's so deranged. He thinks the cow is alive. And the cow is attacking his wife and kids. So he proceeds to take the axe. And he hacks at the cow. The cow head. The Aww. cow creature he sees. Ends up killing his wife. And his son escapes. So his son runs back to the village and as he's as he's hacking the cow he chops off the head and he puts the head on his head and he proceeds to follow his child thinking the child killed his wife and child to the village and Holy as he gets shit. to the village as he gets to the village the people the people see him and they proceed to attack him and kill him the guy with the cow head all right, that's one story. And the child grows up writing this story. He wrote the story down and he believes the story is so bad for people to read. He splits it up and throws it out into the in, into the roads as he's traveling. And that's where the bus comes in. That kid on the bus picks up one of those papers and he, he, he has an article. He has one of the stories. But there's another version to the story, like two more versions, saying that the... Um, uh, the cow head, the guy who put the cow head on, could have been a could have been a real thing. There was a guy that may have had a deformity that mm. people judged because mm. he was so deformed. All right, and they they may have killed him, saying that he was like you know just deformed. But another version of the story is the guy with the there was so much famine because of this flood that when they saw the guy with the cow head on, they killed him. But they also ate him. Yes, they cooked him and ate him. And as his body burned, you know, they're like, okay, cool. Let's eat him. And, you know, he's out. And that's the most of the cowhead story that I got. I haven't gotten the true story behind it, but there's some, you know, some something back there. But do I want to go any deeper? Mm Mm-mm. I read on this website that in Japanese Buddhism, Gozu... And Mezu are the demon generals who guard the gates of hell. So Gozu is the one you're talking about. And Mezu is a human body and a horse head. And they are extremely powerful and they have the strength to move mountains. And if you are to escape hell, they will come after you and get you. Hmm. Gozu and what? Listen, bro. And Mezu. Listen, have you seen Ghostbusters? No. Isn't there a Gozu? Yes, I see Ghostbusters. Too. I've never seen Holy it. shit, you never see Ghostbusters. I this know, it's on Netflix. It's almost as bad as Star Wars. Sorry, I've seen a lot of Star Wars. You mean bad as Star Wars? No, in terms of like, they're not seeing it. 
Oh, yeah. ah, uh, clarification, people. <laughs> yeah, but dude, you're right. Gozu, mm. man. Gozu was the main Gozu. body from part one, Patricia. Interesting. Oh, Gozu. Let me Google him. Ghostbusters. Patty's going to watch oh. Ghostbusters now. Gozu is like, is Gozu a boy or a girl? Oh, no no. shit. Yeah, I was like, "This is a guy because she looks pretty." Played yeah. Gozu. It was um. By the uh, way, it's alien. not Gozu. It's Gozer. Um, Gozer, yes. And yeah. close enough. She, it is played. She is played by Sigourney Weaver. That's Sigourney Weaver. Dude, no, no, no. Yeah, bro. No, remember. Well, she. Gosa take over Sigourney Weaver, but remember True. it had like the original oh, girl in the one piece yeah. spandex that was the original Gosa. Yeah, Joven. Right. Savitza Joven is her name. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know who that Ooh. is. Gosu Carhead. If I hear a story like that, do I want to read anything about it? I want to read it. I'm curious. I wanna, I wanna, I'm looking for the full story. Me too. But we let's, need to let's, I don't want to see the full story. I I, I flipped through the original, Wimp. the Reddit. Thread, <laughs> you said that original Reddit thread for me, yeah. and I skimmed through it, and it creeped me out. And I was like, man, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it kind of trying to tie it into a real story of a guy that was deformed, and the people killed him, and he had a face of a cowhead. He looked like a cowhead. So I'm wondering if some of that was based in some reality. So I don't know. I don't know how that, trustworthy that Reddit article was. That is the creepiest things for me. Like people who have like actual deformities. And it's creepy for me because it is. It It's creepy for me because it have nothing creepy about that shit. You know what I mean? And like it have a degree of guilt in like me. Like, if I see somebody, like, when I see the first Elephant Man, you guys remember Such Elephant Man movie. with Eric with Eric Schultz? The one with Eric Schultz? Not the, not the, the original first, one. No, not that's the not the first one. Man, buddy. <laughs> that's not the first one. But remember the one with Eric Schultz? Isn't oh, that you're a, talking a, about a, the mask. The right? mask. Nobody's right? married, dude. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I know with, that was um, Jim Carrey, but isn't it called Mask? Mask, the one with, um, not the Mask. Mask. Cher. The one with Cher. It's called yeah. Mask. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like it, it make me feel guilty that I'll see that shit and be freaked out. You know what I mean? Like it genuinely make me feel guilty. Like for real. Like I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, dude. Like that, mm-hmm. that dude going through so much and have to face so much. You mm-hmm. guys ever flip through TikTok and you'll see somebody, the, the, mm-hmm. they'll have like on live TikTok, people with massive facial deformities and they'll be mm-hmm. doing different things and like playing the tuba or playing a guitar or doing something. And it would be like, like, I would feel, like, horrible about that shit, dude. Like, I would flip through because, uh, like, I feel, like, guilty. Like, oh, man. But it's genuinely a, a, a beautiful, awesome thing. And it it weird when you have, like, horror movies play into that shit and play with that. What were you saying, bro? That's not Elephant Man. 
question. Is Elephant Very Man... Very specific about the tuba. Is Elephant Man a Jamaican singer? No. That... Yes. Yes. Oh, Elephant yes. Man is a badass oh, Jamaican yes. dub singer. But that's but not the Elephant Man you're talking about. about. We're not talking about no. that Elephant Man. Okay. Have you guys ever heard uh, Steven Seagal's reggae song? <laughs> no. Can you sing us a few, few, few No, few I cannot. But I will send it to you after we're done here. Please. We should you're have welcome. that on the link, too. Yeah, for sure. I'm wrong in saying that. We're going to get, like, canceled. We don't have, like, like no. 10,000 viewers on that, you know? Because it's just super real. Like, like I, I and, like, I meet and had people in my life who had like certain facial deformities but like what you're describing in terms of like the donkey head thing that's like some severe shit dude like then that's scary why it's scary because it don't look similar to us i don't know i don't know what's the psychology behind it being scary but if people have their biases back in the day you know you know yeah. people stare it's normal Back then, we know better now. Don't yeah. stare at the short person, but still, you kind of get in the side eye. But you don't stare too long, but you make sure they don't see you as you're looking. But you people still look. People still look. It's human nature oh, to look dude. at something that's different, but you don't make fun of them because back then, I'm sure they made fun of them. They ridiculed yeah. them. They didn't have protections. Now they have protections. So it's normal. You know, it happened back then. We know better today. You think we know most better. of us know better. most of us. Know I, better. Hope. I hope. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. But still, donkey head, huh? Mm, donkey head. Who's that? Cow head. Cow head. Sorry. Ox head. Ox head. <laughs> Two different donkey mammals, bro. Donkey My head. Bad. Donkey head. We should come up with My our bad. own. We should come over with our own creepypasta. I was telling Patty. I have one. What a you. wonderful transition. What <laughs> we should... a wonderful transition to the final pasta. phase you of do? this episode. Oh my well, God. Tell. Two. Does F2. she? F2. Well, does she, people? Does she? What Miss Patricia Abaru going to do right now is read two different stories, two different creepypastas. Same prompt. Okay. Same individual reading these stories. And what you need to do is relax, keep your headphones on, do your household chores, you know, drink. vacuum, Take a drink. drink, chill, do whatever chill. you're doing. Vibe. I feel like you shouldn't be shagging to this. I no. feel like this is not no. this is not no, Luther Vandross. Do whatever no. you want to. It's all good. This is not this is not shoddy. Like don't be shagging. If Not Patty's voice is your thing, go for <laughs> uh, it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. Do we do we top dog spelled it out? Maybe. <laughs> Whatever. But we're gonna have two different stories. They Get my water ready. <laughs> They're both creepy pastas. They are. What What you guys need to figure out is which creepy pasta <laughs> was written by Patricia Baroa. And which creepypasta was written by our future overlords, AI? Yes. I, I'm so excited because it's going to be I'm a lot so of babies excited. made in the next like 10 minutes. Yes, 125 million, I think. The prompt, I wrote mine first because I didn't want to be like, 
guided by what chat GPT wrote in any way, but the prompt was the same. So the prompt is, please write, if I said please to my overlords, because I know. <laughs> please write a 550 word creepypasta about three podcasters named Khalid, Issa, and Patty who buy an elephant and find cocaine from the Colombian cartel. I'll start with the wait, first Wait, 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 wait. And you say you write yours first, but you're I not did. presenting it the way you wrote it. No, that I'm have not nothing to do. No, I'm not nothing. saying which one being presented first. I'm going first. to say that it is very obvious <laughs> which one I wrote and which one the other one wrote. So I'm not even asking you which no, no, no. you finish guys are the gonna one. I, I never have any guys, comments. I want you guys to finish tell me which one, one and you then prefer. Go. Okay. okay. All right, go. This is for the writer strike. <clears throat> Ready? Okay. In the eerie depths of the internet, where obscure tales whispered beneath the digital surface, one chilling story stood out among the rest: the haunting saga of Khalid, Issa, and Patty. Three podcasters whose who search for an unusual subject led them down a twisted and terrifying path. It all began innocently enough, as many strange tales do. Khalid, Issa, and Patty were known in the podcasting world for the eccentric tastes and a penchant for exploring the obscure. They craved an unforgettable story, something that would set their show, Unearthed Mysteries, apart from the rest. As they brainstormed over late night Skype calls, should be Zoom, they stumbled upon a bizarre Craigslist listing, elephant for sale, price negotiable, contact for details. Intrigued, they decided this was their golden ticket to podcast stardom. With a mixture of excitement and trepidation, they reached out to the seller, a shadowy figure named Ramon, who only communicated through encrypted messages. After weeks of cryptic exchanges, they agreed to meet at an abandoned warehouse on the outskirts of town. On the night of their rendezvous, the warehouse loomed like a forgotten relic of a bygone era. A full moon cast eerie shadows, revealing graffiti-covered walls and broken windows that seemed to watch them with silent judgment. Khalid, Issa, and Patty hesitated, but pushed forward, hearts pounding in their chests. Inside, they found Ramon, a tall, wiry man with piercing eyes and a scar that traced the length of his cheek. In the dim light, they could just make out the colossal form of an elephant, confined in an enormous cage. Its eyes reflected a mixture of sadness and resignation. This was their opportunity, and they couldn't turn back now. The deal was struck under the watchful gaze of the captive elephant, and the trio left the warehouse, towing their unlikely prize behind them. They decided to name the elephant Ellie, a nod to their unorthodox endeavor. The first few days of owning an elephant were surreal and exhausting. <laughs> Khalid, Issa, and Patty found themselves embroiled in logistical nightmares, how do you house an elephant in a cramped suburban backyard? How do you explain the purchase of an elephant to your neighbors? They quickly realized they had been off more than they could chew. One evening, while cleaning Ellie's enclosure, Patty noticed something glinting in the dirt. 
Bending down, she unearths a plastic baggie filled with white powder. Cocaine. The trio exchanged to shock glances, the realization sinking in like a lead weight. Ramon's elephant was smuggling drugs for the Colombian cartel. Terrified and paranoid, Khalid, Issa, and Patty tried to return Ellie to Ramon, but he had disappeared without a trace. They couldn't go to the authorities. They were complicit in the operation now, and the cartel would stop at nothing to protect their interests. As weeks passed, the podcasters lived in a constant state of fear. Mysterious men in black SUVs watched their every move, and chilling messages appeared on their computers, threatening their lives if they revealed what they had discovered. They felt trapped, as though they were prisoners in their own lives. With no other option, Khalid, Issa, and Patty recorded a podcast episode about their horrifying ordeal, hoping that by sharing their story, they could finally break free from the clutches of the cartel. As they uploaded the episode, they heard a chilling voice on the recording, one they hadn't heard while recording. It whispered a single word, silencio. The podcast was never released. Khalid, Issa, and Patty vanished without a trace, leaving behind only their eerie tale, a cautionary reminder of the darkness that can lurk in, that can lurk in the most unexpected places. Ellie, the captive elephant, in case you forgot her name, was never seen again, and the Colombian cartel's secrets remain buried, shrouded in an unsetting silence that still haunts the world of podcasting to this day. Damn. What does silencio mean? Silence. Silencio. <laughs> silencio. All right, wait, wait, wait. Before I talk, what's the next one? Ready? I'm Go. ready. Three friends named Khalid, Issa, and Patty decided to start a podcast during the global COVID-19 pandemic. In this joint venture, the three friends discussed mysterious happenings, urban legends, tales of the afterlife, and curses. In 2023, the three recorded an episode discussing flesh-eating viruses that launched them into superstardom. The three split their newfound riches, but also purchased a pet elephant they would look after together. Khalid named the elephant Ron Weasler, Ron Weasley, after his favorite Harry Potter character. Ron moved in with Issa, so he was <laughs> sorry. This is so stupid. So he was responsible for his day-to-day life and feedings. However, the real burden seemed to fall on Patty, responsible for cleaning Ron's giant turds. <laughs> on one particular day, Patty noticed something suspicious inside Ron's feces. Worried that Ron may have IBS, she immediately called Khalid and Issa to come over. The three looked at Ron's poop and wearing gloves, discovered a brick of cocaine. Issa and Patty were confused. They were naive and had never seen cocaine. <laughs> However, Khalid, the most street savvy of the team, knew <laughs> exactly what it was. You guys, this is cocaine, and here's a property of sticker on it, Khalid exclaimed. As Issa and Patty looked closer, they saw that the cocaine was... <laughs> Listeners, see what cocaine does I'm to sorry. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> As Issa and Patty looked closer, they saw that the cocaine indeed had a sticker, and the cocaine's owner sent shivers down their spine. The Colombian cartel, Patty shrieked. 
we have to get it back to them ASAP. Issa said, his voice shaking with fear. You have to get it back. Thank you. And then laughed and said, you guys are silly. We're packing this and selling it. He pulled sunglasses out of his briefcase and began to walk away. With blind faith, Issa and Patty listened to Khalid, and the three, along with Ron, went over to Khalid's, where they began to weigh and package their discovery. After a long evening of packaging cocaine, Issa and Patty said goodbye to Khalid and went home. But little did they know, things would never be the same. As Issa walked out of the elevator into his apartment's floor, he immediately realized that Ron seemed out of sorts and was hesitant to walk towards the apartment. Ron, buddy, what's going on? You can't see in the hallway. You're not an approved pet, Issa said. But Ron would not move. Issa had to think quick to do something. Issa decided to go into his kitchen to fetch celery and peanut butter, Ron's favorite snack, to persuade the elephant to enter the apartment. Upon opening the refrigerator, Issa let out an audible gasp. In the place of his groceries, Issa found bloodthirsty zombie baby ducks. He yelled, panicked, now I have to get a new refrigerator, and ran to call Patty. Patty picked up immediately and frantically told Issa, Issa, there's a zombie head horse on my bed. Issa told Patty about the zombie ducks, and the two started to worry about Khalid. They immediately called him. Khalid picked up. Hey, guys, what's up? The two informed Khalid what was going on, and Khalid began to maniacally laugh. Khalid, Issa said, we trusted you. What have you done? Khalid's voice deepened, and in Latin, he said, dictum est. Dictum est. Dictum est. Quod, cocaine cartel. A zombilis et demonibus erit in perpetuum what is he saying patty yelled Issa, fluent in latin responded he said there is a saying that anyone who steals the cartel's cocaine will be plagued by zombies and demons forever patty began to cry do you mean that khalid is possessed Issa responded yes and worse these zombie ducks and the zombie horse head will be with us forever the end Damn! Whoa. I one Patty did. Oh which one A I did? Two of you? I do. <laughs> it was really difficult to figure that one out. Mm. Yeah, one I and one, and they both incredible. The second one entertained me more. Just the FYI. First one, yeah. The first first four, like I know, I know who write who, and I'll tell four. you guys. Right, I know, all right, but I don't know. No, bro, I'm I'm going along with you. The first one bored the hell out of me. So many big words. I'm like, what does that word mean? Let me, I didn't bother to look it up. I'm like, Patty will tell me what it means eventually. And it kept referring to us as Khalid is a Patty. Like, why not give us individual stories and have some fun with it? No, it was boring as shit. But the second one, well, you know, I did like the, the elephant, that was cool. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun. But the second one, yeah, the patty, I think it's patty all the way. Oh, it was, definitely. Yeah. 
my favorite my favorite parts are that it says fluent in latin is where'd you get the latin from patty are those real latin words yeah i look i google translated it oh, and those are gonna be in my language Khalid wants to pick up elephant poop with a briefcase with sunglasses it's just cooking and it, yeah. it had like so much gold shit that was happening in oh my family. goodness oh my god was the gold like, in the shit the first two seconds in the second story like the one line I hear was that you know the podcast started two thousand you know yeah whatever. that was, a was like giveaway. oh wait yeah I would that was know a that. giveaway but no. they had yeah. some similarities they had similarities they had both talked about elephant poop yeah both used a foreign language because right. remember mm-hmm. the first one used Spanish and I used Latin Latin okay. I think that's it yeah. And you wrote yours first and then Ooh, you asked. I wrote mine eyes. first. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't want to read it. And then like, that's why I actually changed it to 550 words. Initially, it was supposed to be 500. But since mine was longer than 500, I said, let me give AI the same opportunity yeah. to write a majestic Because yours was longer? No, and I think AI counts, was longer. Because uh, AI don't feel a bit longer. AI mine had more I think what broke mine up is that I had like conversation where they didn't but mine is mine was hold on give me a second let me do this because they're together I put them to I put them together here babe did you hear the stories oh my gosh we need to have these stories on some forum we so big on on Instagram We'll have like links down on the episode where you guys listen to the episode, but you guys need to be able to like read this every night to your kids and stuff like that. The first one was 625 words and mine was 585 words. So mine was a little shorter, 500. Yeah, I one feel a little longer. It was longer. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel just based on this test alone, AI mm-hmm. cannot possibly replace a writer that has personal information on a subject you know it's ai was bland and blah and then you had the substance so well, AI i love you for that, Khaled. thank you yeah. i appreciate that Anytime i don't writer. know like it was it I was think nice was, i think i, think I was, was really yeah. good dude. yeah like, it was it was uh, mine was definitely it, they lost they yeah. lost me at the big words i'm like what the fuck it, had, it, it, it was lacking a little like spunk right yeah it was lacking spunk. but it was yes. very well written yes yes i like i'm not gonna say it was better written but i was like when I was no. definitely, it was one. definitely better written. 100%. Which one? I was just like the first oh one. Gosh, yeah, no, bro. It lacks substance. Insanely written. It was robotic. No, but that's it. Robotic it bullshit. Shit that moved me. You it know was fluffy. I mean? it was, that was, it was you guys. This was so fun, though. We should do this all the time. We gotta wrap up. We gotta we come to the end of this creepy pasta episode. No, I'm saying check. like we should make more of these. Like let's yes. do something. Yeah. This is my saying, and it might happen next week when we catch you guys next time. We're gonna see you on the next one. See you soon. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.